Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Kitchen Quarantine is back. I believe this is part 13. It's your buddy Gavin from filibusterfreestyle.com. We're bringing back Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Here comes the theme song. Kitchen Quarantine is next. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, ladies and gents, as I promised, from the West Coast, in the Subaru Sound Booth, Jeremy Johnson from Mancuco joins us. First of all, Jeremy, how are you, sir? I'm good. A little hot, waiting for the AC to kick in. A little hangry. And uh, it's not a bad spot for me, really, for a pot. I got a little bit of fire in my belly. Yeah, a little bit of fire in your belly. We're going to talk about food. You'll be even hungrier when you get out of the car. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to take care of that, that, you know, that lunch that you missed because you went to the farmer's market today for the first time since COVID-19 hit. And you're not sold on the new the new regs. Is that a good place to start just really quickly? Yeah, I mean, they got to do what they got to do. But in terms of my personal uh, customer experience, um, my perception of the market needs to be shifted to adapt. And uh, in the market, if you take your mask off, there's somebody yelling at you with a, uh, a megaphone, even if it's just to take a bite of like a muffin. And um, you got a wait line to get in. And it's just not really for me right now. Maybe if I go early, normally we go early anyway, but you go early, you go specifically for something and then you GTFO. Yeah. That's what you got to do in quarantine times. So listen, everybody, the last time JJ was on, it was peak summer, still is peak summer, but it was also peak quarantine. And now people are starting to go back to work. I've been back to work. JJ has been back to work. A lot of folks been working this whole time. So we figured a really good place to go for part 13 of kitchen quarantine is the back-to-work cooking tips, you know, getting things going. I mean, number one trend out there right now, JJ, is the business casual lunch, grain bowls. Let's talk about those things to get us started today. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the pop culture references I saw over and over again where everybody was gaining 19 pounds because of COVID, but in my personal sphere, most people were eating better yeah. and, and even cutting weight, you know, Um and a lot of people I know are, are trying to maintain that, and that includes not getting takeout. Yep. Not only that, but nobody wants to be, most people that I know don't want to be sitting in uh, restaurants or waiting for to-go all the time. Any food options that are being offered from work are, like, you know, prepackaged, and they're not really appealing. So this was a, a great opportunity uh, for me to just start bringing my own breakfast and lunch, even though it's provided at my work normally. And um, it's been really nice. It's a great feeling to be fully independent in that respect and to not have to be waiting for your food or waiting for a check or even, like, debating where to go. Um, Never mind the the health benefits of eating your own food. Um, Grain bowls, that's the thing. That everybody wants anyway, just a bowl in general. A bowl of stuff, absolutely. It can be in cold, it can be in warm, it, it's like, it, it hits all your food groups. For some reason, if it's on a plate, not so trendy, in a bowl, people are literally lining up around the block for it. <laughs> um, 
It's totally true. Oh, really well. You know, you get those deli containers, like some leftover, like, quart containers or, like, some mason jars. And, like, you know, you can you can mix and match a million different things. They meal prep really well. Like, for instance, you know, you need a grain for a grain bowl. And then your other option, if you're trying to reduce your amount of carbohydrates, um, use, like, a hearty grain, like a, a kale or a, yeah. even a Swiss, Swiss chard or something. And, um, generally, when I'm making them uh, for myself to bring to work, uh, I'm making them the night before. So the principle is you put the the grain on the bottom or the green, um, you know, in the middle or on the top. And you've got yourself, you can like pre-batch a whole bunch of rice or you can make barley or you can make um, black rice or farro or something. And you get that batched up in your fridge so you can make like three meals out of it and you grab a scoop of that and you throw it in. And then, you know, you need a protein and you need a vegetable it's nice to mix and match raw. This is the beauty of the grain bowl and why everybody loves it so much is you can really mix and match, but it's just about matching the textures. You get your protein, you get your raw, you get your cooked, you get something pickled. A pickled sounds fancy, but really it's just almost anything tossed with a little bit of vinegar and salt. Yeah. Even, even for just like 10 minutes, you don't have to like boil them up. Or yeah, it doesn't have to like, be a full pickle. Yeah, you don't have to make it for the winter, you know, survive. <laughs> You just, you just, you know, take some raw cauliflower and carrots and toss it in with some, you know, slice it thin and toss it with some vinegar and salt and maybe like an herb or something and let it sit overnight or for a month in the fridge or whatever. And when you pull it out and you, you put a little bit on your grain bowl, you get that acidity, which in my opinion is the, it's the secret ingredient in life, really. It's uh, salt and acidity or the, the that's the the extra thing that a lot of people don't use enough of when they make their own food. Right. Well, salt, fat, acid, those are like literally a Netflix show called that, isn't there? Like, Yeah. Uh, she's great, too. She's got a great podcast, too. Oh, yeah? Nice. Well, but like, go ahead, yeah. Well, like, you, you know, if you're an omnivore, your, your protein choices are, are a little easier. I'd suggest, like, buying a rotisserie chicken. Nice. Um, you just shred it, pick it apart by hand after it's cooled down. Yep. Toss the skin and shred all the meat up, and then you grab a handful of that and toss it in with your grain. And now you're, you know, halfway to a, a grain bowl. Or you could just stop there and eat that, and you'd have a, a lunch. Right. Um, take some veggies that you have, like even raw, just raw ones, like carrots or you know, snap peas or something like that. Or do what I do and just, when you make veggies for dinner at night, uh, make extra. A couple extras, yeah. set it aside. You know, you got, like, asparagus is really good the next day. If you, especially if you slice it into, like, one-inch pieces, they're going to fit in one of those containers. Um, you know, things like cucumbers and scallions and, uh, you know, sprouts and stuff are great for, for that raw element. And then you uh, then you dress it. Pour a little bit of olive oil and, and vinegar and salt on it and toss it up the next day. You're there, man. You know, there's something to be said, too. And, and I know, you know, people want to look at your Instagram, Man Cook Good, at Man Cook Good on, on Instagram. 
you know, you're making all kinds of food, and when you had all, you know, when you had all the time in the world, you could make three meals a day. But there's something nice about knowing that you've got your lunch covered for three or four days in a row. And yeah, it might be grains, and it might be, you know, rotisserie chicken, or it might be, you know, uh, some canned tuna. So that's something you put in your notes. But but you can dress it up a little different every day. But you know, you're going to get a good lunch every day, and you only have to really prep it once. Pretty pretty. If you're trying to save time and you're trying to eat right, I mean, you can't beat a bowl. The mix and match is the, is the really appealing part. Yeah. Um, you know, like, here's, here's an idea, and this also goes into using up your um, your lockdown uh, pantry that you, you know, went out and bought everything because you weren't sure if you were going to be allowed out of the house again. Right. Take a can of tuna, mix it with some garbanzo beans, add, like, some roasted veggies toss it in some oil and vinegar and salt and pepper and add it add it to some grains and put it in a quart container and bring it to work sounds amazing here's your lunch you can do that same exact thing with uh, rotisserie chicken you can do it with uh, like salmon for instance is really good the next day especially yep. if you cook it on a lower temp so you really don't want to overcook salmon in general but when you're when you're eating it cold you really appreciate it when it flakes off in the big pieces rather than kind of cat foodie. Yes. Um, you know, I like to mix in like apple and pear with my tuna fish. Yeah, that sweetness, like you said, is a nice little, it's a nice juxtaposition. It actually has a little acidic too. You know, sweet but acidic at the same time for an apple at least, you know. Really nice complement yeah. flavors with like a, a grain or a meat for sure, a protein. You mix your tuna with like some some Dijon mustard and a little bit of mayonnaise or none at all, and use the oil as the fat instead of the mayonnaise. And you put in your apples and your pears. You put in like some green onions, some herbs. You mix that in with the garbanzo beans. I mean, that's a meal, man. That's a nice meal. It comes out of the pantry. It's together in like ten minutes. You can probably get two out of them uh, because you're taking two servings, a can and a can. And you split it in half, and you've got, you know, Monday and Tuesday covered. Right. You add something crunchy into the mix, like some toasted seeds or some, you know, crackers or tortilla chips or something. And now you're hitting, you know, that that crunchy vibe that we all love, too. Yeah, it's amazing how you just need a little bit of all that, and the bowl gives you the perfect... I mean, really, the bowl is the perfect vessel to just do exactly what you need and hit every single check mark for a great meal, right? That's why it's so good for those places that you, you know, the Chipotle style, yeah. fast casual that's so popular now because it gives you the, it gives you personal choice. You're not being nickel and dimed like, oh, it's a dollar for this. It's like, yeah, I know avocados extra, you know, like yep. you just, they're like, here, here's, here's 32 options. You customize it to the way that you want it, but you're not sitting at the table and getting nickel. Yeah, $31 you know you just they're like sure we'll give you whatever you want we're just proportion controlling and um, it's only going to weigh this much at the end so they're not getting killed by it right and most people aren't going to go in there and try and job the system and put the place out of business they're trying to make the bill that they want 100% and, so, and the best part is you can do everything that you just said and you can do it if you're a vegetarian or a vegan with you know eggs tofu you know whatever Tofu's good um, left over if you cook it properly. You may have more experience with it than I do, but I find that, like, a silky tofu mixes in really well with stuff. Yeah. And 
the firmer stuff is really good if you, if you just brown one side of it. Yeah. And maybe have it soak in a sauce like while it's in the fridge. So it's just got some residual flavor on it when you pull it out. Yeah. Um, you can treat it the same as the chicken. Uh, I like to steam eggs and eat them the next day. Do like a seven-minute steam and like a half an inch of boiling water. And they, um, they come out like jammy in the center. And you can just kind of chop them up on top and put a little salt on it. And they're delicious. That's, I mean, that sounds um, fantastic. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you can just, you know, bring a couple of those and you're, you're halfway to lunch. You don't even really need. You bring a piece of fruit and a couple of jammy eggs and like, uh, you know, some bread and a half an avocado and you're eating on your own. You get some me time, maybe find some shade outdoors. Hell yeah. You don't have to deal with everybody's opinions at work about the coronavirus or a political sphere. You can just kind of kick it and reflect and have a nice meal. And it's good for your body. It's good for your digestion. It's good for your energy level. You don't come out of it feeling all tired at right. like 2 o'clock exhaustion. Yeah, it's good. Like you said, it's good calories. And your body puts it to work. You're filled up. And then you go home and you have whatever you want. Hey, let me ask you this. If I wanted to make like a something with a Caesar... You got a recipe for that? Yeah, you know, just salads in general, I would suggest um, kale as your green if you're making it the night or two nights, even three nights before, Mm. because kale will hold dressing and not... So, let's say you, you know, you buy a jar of Caesar dressing or you even make your own with uh, olive oil... Dijon, some chopped garlic, some lemon juice, a little bit of salt and pepper and vinegar, anchovies if you're feeling it. You mix that all up, you toss the kale in it with some that shredded chicken or that, that tuna. Pack it in a large deli container or pack it in a leftover yogurt container. Those are a great size for that because you can pack a lot in. I like to chop up a piece of buttered toast and throw it in there so it gives me that feeling of... Um, like a crouton. A little crouton, you know? yeah, a little crouton action. You put it on the top, and that way it doesn't get soggy. And um, the kale really holds up well. That's another thing that would do well with, like, sunflower seeds or papitas. Ooh, papitas. Avocados do well in that, too. If you if you mash an avocado or half an avocado up with that dressing, mm-hmm. it becomes really creamy, and it doesn't brown because of all the lemon juice. Um, I'm really into that. That's a great... It's a great uh, meal, too, because you come away from it, again, feeling light on your feet, and you get a good three or four hours before you need a snack, and you're not um, you're not overloading on the carbs and on the uh, fatty food. Yeah, it's a lovely meal. I mean, honestly, depending on the place you go, you could be paying you know twelve ninety nine for that, and you could probably make it for about $5 or less. Yeah, exactly. And again, when we talk about mix and match, you know, I... Take some garbanzo beans, throw it in there. Bang. You know? Roast some garbanzo beans, put them in there. Hey, put a seven-minute egg in there. Absolutely. Um, Sweet potatoes are great. You roast, like, you know, roast them in spears, and then you toss one of those in there. That's that's a complex carbohydrate. That's going to fill you up without overloading your blood sugar. This is the kind of thing you can do to keep it interesting without, like, going crazy with a hundred different options. You just... Every week, you, you add another element to it, and then you rotate it through it. 
Yeah. And, and you know, God willing, we're all going to be going back to work for a while now. So you're going to need the variety, but you're going to have it being very readily available, very easy, you know, and it's just similar enough to continue to be healthy and good and easy to make. And it's just different enough that you're not, you know, you don't feel like you're, you know, like here's a quick little aside. People are always like, Hey, do you want pancakes? Do you want waffles? And I never do. It's because for about nine years in a row, all my brother and I had for breakfast was either Bisquick pancakes or Lego my egos. And that's okay. That's a great thing. A lot of kids don't even get breakfast, but in my grown up life, I no longer choose those things because it was overdone. But back to what Jeremy's talking about, you can mix it up just enough where you don't feel like you're eating the same thing every day, even though you're eating a lot of the same elements every day. Yeah. What you're doing is you're kind of painting by numbers. You, you know, you think instead of eating rice every day, you're eating a grain every day. Instead of eating, kale every day you're eating something green or fresh um you know you're not eating pickles as much as you're eating something that's acidic and when you start thinking about the food groups in those categories um then it's much easier to just mix and match and say okay i need one from these four different categories and what do i have here what are ways that i can make this fit that you know you can make your acid pop be garbanzo beans it could also be your crunchy pop if you roast it in the oven with some olive oil and salt. Yes. You can make those crunchy too. Um, and that's the same ingredient and it would taste very different if it was tossed in a vinaigrette versus if it was crispy and roasted and salty and oily. Sounds really good. Hey, really quickly before we get into breakfast, um, your boy Raphael Devers is 4 for 4 today with two home runs and the Red Sox might even win a game today. So I just want to give you that good news. Ray of sunshine. That's my homie. He's getting himself ready to be traded for a haul. I'm guessing uh, we're not even going to recognize the uh, guys on the Red Sox in two days from now. Probably not, and that's okay. Um, so let's let's talk about. Someone's listening. They're still with us. They're like, guys, I love it. I love the lunch options, but my weakness is I go to Bojangles. I go to Chick Fil A. I go to McDonald's. I get a McGriddle. You know, I, I can't make a healthy breakfast. I don't have time. JJ, what do you say to those people? I get it. I hear you. Um, you know, I've got a couple that I've been doing that I've been, again, mixing and matching that I'm pretty happy with. Breakfast is something I don't need a ton of variety for, although I'll take it. It is one of those meals where you're like, when you go to the diner, like you're a bacon and eggs guy or you're a French toast guy or a corned beef and ham. Right. So people do tend to play favorites to their breakfast. Um, I've been really getting into overnight oats. Overnight um, oats, fake band name of the week. You know, I kind of make a parfait where I put some yogurt um, on the bottom of a mason jar. I put some fruit or some berries, fresh or frozen, because they're going to thaw overnight. And frozen blueberries are fantastic when they've get, been given a chance to thaw. You know, they're picked at peak. Frozen fruit and vegetables are actually really good because wherever they were picked, they were picked when they were perfect and flash frozen, mm. as opposed to buying a tomato in December in New England where <laughs> it's going to be terrible. You're, you know, if you buy a frozen blueberry, it was picked in like Chile or California when it was perfect and frozen. So when they thaw out, they're quite good. Um, That's good info. Yogurt, I'll put some fruit, I'll put like maybe some jam or I'll use like a, a mix of like a sweetened yogurt and a plain yogurt. And, and then you pour your, uh, you put like a, a quarter cup, half cup of regular oats that come in the big cardboard tube on top of that and you can either pour milk over it um, the night before or what I tend to do 
is I'll do it first thing in the morning when I make my coffee. Okay. And that way, it's got like two or three hours to soak in there, so it's not super duper uh, soggy, but it has softened quite a bit. And I just, I mean, I mix and match that. Like one day I'm doing peaches, one day it's an apple with cinnamon in there, one day it's got flaxseed and blueberries, one day it's just jam, one day it's vanilla yogurt, you know, like. And all along, I'm getting those oats, which is great for your your uh, heart health. I'm getting the yogurt, which fills you up nice, and I'm getting some fruit in there. And it's just so damn satisfying. <laughs> um, it, it really is bringing me a lot of joy. That's interesting. Another, what? what uh, and what? it's great cold. It's great, you know, room temp. Yeah, uh, you know what you just described is actually a favorite of uh, uh, pundit Cindy Harrington, uh, chief marketing officer. Extraordinaire. Uh, she loves that stuff. What do you do? Flaxseed? Does she do the overnight oats? Chia, does she, she does chia, parfait. A lot of chia, a lot of chia seed action. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's a great little breakfast. You know, you make it the night before. Chia seeds and coconut milk. Chia seeds and coconut milk. That's what we're getting out of. Yummy. The recently arrived back in the studio, Cindy Harrington is saying chia seeds and coconut milk, which is good. The flaxseed is really good for your um, your triglycerides too, which is something that I. Need some helpless according to my recent uh, blood work that I got. I'll tell you done. what, you're so, not you're not alone. There's a lot of people out there with the same issues, and I'll tell you what, flax seeds is a good little hack. Now, what if you some- drink too much and eat too many carbs, your triglycerides are probably <laughs> high. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's talk eggs because I know there's some people who are like, yeah, parfait is not for me, man. But to your point, you go to a diner, you get steak and eggs, guys. You get you know pancakes. First of all, I don't know no one that don't like no parfait. Okay, so. We can leave the straw man out of this. <laughs> if you don't like a parfait, I don't want to hear from you. That's fair. Well, I'm just saying, somebody's out there, and they don't even know what a parfait is. So help them out, too. Yeah, you know, so you get your muffin tin, right? Everyone's got a muffin tin. It just appeared in your kitchen when you moved out of your parents' house. You don't even know where you got it from. <laughs> Everyone's got one. We all got um, one. Spray it with some Pam. Pour some scrambled eggs in there oh. with like some ham and cheese and some onion. Oh yes. Or some some mushrooms and some garlic or just cheese and like scallions. Like what do you like in an omelet? Put it in this Put thing. a little bit in each one. Fill that thing up like three quarters of the way with scrambled eggs. Put a little bit of cheese on top of it so it gets some nice browning. Throw it in the oven like three fifty for like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes tops, and you pull it out, you're probably going to eat one before it cools and regret it because it's going to be molten lava. That's going to be a mouth burner, absolutely. When they cool down enough to handle, you can then throw them in the freezer in a, in a gallon freezer bag. You can just toss them in the fridge for a few days, grab two of those, bring it to work with you like an apple or something or a banana, and you're getting some protein, you're getting some, some meat and vegetables, and... Again, all you gotta do is get to lunch. Right, and so and so again, whether you do the breakfast options, or the lunch options, or both, you know, you're getting out of it for what's already in your fridge. You're taking care of four to eight to ten meals a week, and you know you're back at work, so like you don't have time to be making these gourmet meals. But it's an easy hack to do these things. You're saving money too, you know. Saving a lot of money, and here's the thing: going back to work, which is great, but you're spending money on gasoline and. It's so easy to fall back into, hey, I'm going to get a $4 coffee and a $6 sandwich. And next thing you know, you're spending, you know, 60 bucks a week 
on food when you could have spent, you know, 16 for the exact same amount of nutrients and probably actually better nutrients, right? It is shocking how much money we were saving when we were locked in our houses. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, Turns out that's very inexpensive. <laughs> disgusting to think about how much money was being spent. Uh, so much of our economy is based on this, like, we're too busy to do it for ourselves. So someone else margin, do it for me. Yeah, right. But it's just four or five bucks here, $15 here, twelve fifty here. And then you go through a whole month of not doing that. And you're like, wow, I could have leased a, you know, a brand new BMW and paid insurance <laughs> yep. for what I spend on Starbucks and lunch and afternoon snacks and more snacks and, you know, a bottle of wine on the way home. And it's like, it's shocking how much money we spend on that. And I think a lot of people, I speak for a lot of people I've spoken to, we're all kind of in a position here where we're trying to maintain the social and financial and physical gains that we made, the spiritual gains that we made by recentering on ourselves and not rushing around so much. Yeah. And, you know, having your own food and being able to sustain yourself. Um, is is a really nice feeling, a really nice way to maintain that. A couple of hot tips I've got for that, too, to make it feel like less of a chore. Um, I've been washing my uh, dishes as soon as I eat it at work. I've got a sink, and I go and wash them, and I dry them. I put them back in my little cooler lunchbox. I have a cooler lunchbox with ice packs in it, so I'm not dealing with the common fridge. Yeah. Or maybe I'm, I'm I'm out of the shop. It's time for lunch, and now I. Yeah. Um, but like to have your have your vessels clean and dry when you get home, that's like a ten minute chore right there that like might stop you because we get tired. You know, you're overwhelmed. Like I don't really feel like dealing with that. Now it's icky, like, especially the parfait, like that, like that concrete grout yogurt from from lunch. Like that's not really appetizing about just cleaning that out, making your own one. <laughs> True. But if, if you eat it, you wash it right away, you dry it, you throw it back in your cooler, and then you get home, and before you even, like, you know, like, I'll do it while I'm making dinner. I'll be making dinner, and, you know, while something's on the stove, I throw a little bit of yogurt in the mason jar, and I pour in some berries, and I pour in some oats, and a little bit of jam and flaxseed, and I seal it up, and I put it in the fridge. And that was my breakfast covered, and I was just steaming some broccoli while I was doing it, you know? Multitasking. And that, that probably sets us up well, too, for something we're going to get into next time, everybody. We already know that most likely our next time topic is going to be a lot more in terms of the meal prepping t- tips, right? Because, you know, I think JJ gave people four or five really good options today, but, you know, there's, there's got to be, what, countless other hacks you can do to save time, JJ? Is that fair to say? Yeah, you know, meal prepping goes, it's a perfect segue to what we're talking about now. You know, you, you want to you eat better, you want to save money, and you want to maintain this, like, feeling of calm that you get by not running around, like, spend tons of money. And if you are prepping your food a little bit in advance, you can, again, mix and match your dinner, and then you're not rushing home and feeling like you're overwhelmed trying to make dinner, so then you just order Domino's or Uber Eats or something. The Dom Bomb. Gotta love the Dom Bomb. Unofficial sponsor of the week. And, you know, again, folks, I want to plug JJ one more time, at ManCookGood on Instagram. You can see the work that JJ did during the height of quarantine. 
But he could take it all the way back down to meal prep for lunch. So continue to follow, subscribe. For gosh sakes, make it good. JJ, I like the idea of uh, some more prep hacks next time. And by the way, we have no idea what quarantine is going to give us in the next couple of weeks here. Could be anything. Um, but any other things? Go ahead. There's a bunch of people that are unemployed and they stay unemployed. The CDC has been politicized to work the numbers to make people feel better about going back to work. They're not expanding the, um, the rescue package through Congress. Like, we're just, like, be safe out there. Wear your mask, try and stay away from people. Hopefully you have a job where you can do that. And, like, <laughs> stay away, stay out of restaurants, stay out of bars. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best advice JJ's ever given in the five-plus years of this podcast. Stay out of restaurants. Stay out of bars. Don't, don't go anywhere indoors without a mask. I mean, it's not political. It's science. <laughs> it's the facts. We don't, we don't have to politicize everything. I know that there's forces that want us to argue about everything. Yeah, well, the duopoly, the duopoly only works if, if you're versus somebody, so... This whole like boogeyman thing. If if you here's a great example. What's happening in the NBA right now is a perfect example of why the um, capitalist forces that be do not want us to be financially secure and have like a level of organization where we can communicate with each other regularly. Because if we ever stopped arguing with each other and ever stopped worrying about like getting to work because we wouldn't have health insurance or be able to feed our families, right? We might actually be able to just shut this whole thing down and just actually make our society work for normal people again. Just might. Just might. Look at the NBA. They're, they're in a union. They're, in, they're all trapped together now. They're yeah. all rich. Even the 12th guy on the team is rich. Correct. And they know, like, hey, the balance of power has shifted. They need us more than we need them at this point. Half of these guys are starting venture capital firms. They're making more money off the court than they are on. Right. And they're like, hey, this is BS. We're tired of dealing with this like this. We want real things done about it. And we're mad as hell. We're not going to take it anymore. And boom, there's no playoff games. Yeah. And then in several sports, right? Oh, I mean, wait a second. You know? I mean, you know, it's... Tennis stopped for two days. Hockey stopped for a day. Baseball's kind of sort of stopped a little bit in certain cities. Like, yeah, it worked. And, you know, part of being secure and part of, like, being able to feel good in your society and not feel uh, beholden to anyone is to be able to take care of yourself and to be able to feed yourself and to be able to come up with creative ways to enjoy your mealtimes. Yeah. And it's back to basics there, you know? It's like... Hey, things are strange right now. They're unknown. You got shelter. You can feed yourself. You're two-thirds of the way through that Venn diagram, you know? True. True. All right, JJ, thanks for coming on today, everybody. Again, Man Cook Good on Instagram. Also, by the way, subscribe to the podcast. Fill up some freestyle. We're doing a lot of stuff. We got, we got these, these pods, the beautiful kitchen quarantine. We've got the Sports Jerks, which J- Jeremy is a founding member of the Sports Jerks. Uh, you know, we've got our best ten, last 10 minutes of a great game podcast, which he's decided to invent this summer in the midst of quarantine. And we do all kinds of other crap. You guys know this. FilibusterFreestyle.com. Follow us on Instagram at FilibusterFreestyle. JJ, stick around for a second. We will catch up. And we'll be back soon 
with another Kitchen Quarantine. But for right now, part 13 is in the books. Thanks for being here, JJ. Thank you.